So um, welcome, everyone, to our latest episode of Yale College Voices. And here today I have uh, Corinne Koya, who's the director of Yale College Wellness Programs, and also Vanessa Blas. Um, her pronouns are she, her, ella. And uh, Vanessa is a Woodbridge Fellow for the Good Life Center. So welcome today. Thank you for coming. And I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, so I'm just going to read your bios, and, and then we'll just get right to our conversation. So uh, Corinne Koya is the director of Yale College Wellness Programs. Uh, Corinne provides oversight and leadership for the Good Life Center and the Yale Community uh, Yale College Community Care Program. She loves working with students through a holistic lens to help support them through their unique life challenges. She has an experience or has experience working with members of the LGBTQ plus uh, community and has extensive experience working with topics such as stress management, mindfulness, sleep, body image, and athletic specific issues. Corinne earned her master's in social work and a bachelor's in kinesiology from the University of New Hampshire, where she was a member and captain of the women's basketball team. Corinne currently resides in New Haven with her wife, Elizabeth, their daughter, and two dogs. Corinne enjoys hiking, home renovations, and painting and photography. So I can't wait to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Blas, uh, is the Woodbridge Fellow for the Good Life Center during the, uh, the current academic year, 2023-2024. Uh, Vanessa graduated from Yale College. <laughs> in, <laughs> in 2022, congratulations, uh, with a bachelor's in anthropology and recently received a master's in public health uh, at the Yale School of Public Health. Awesome. Uh, her work as a student, uh, as a student focused on advancing health equity in various communities, per particularly in the areas of mental health among adolescents in American Samoa and black maternal health in Waterbury, Connecticut. She's also pas passionate about promoting wellness on campus through community building and strengthening, as she was a chief aide and graduate affiliate for her undergraduate residential college, Timothy Dwight. Woo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, Vanessa also enjoys cooking, running around New Haven, reading new books, binge watching countless sitcoms, and spending time with her family and their new dog, Freya. So welcome to you both. Thank you both for coming here today. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you know, I just love to get to know staff. And, and it's so funny that uh, you've been uh, with Yale College for quite some time, but we haven't crossed paths ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I always bring that up in the podcast because, um, as you know, during the, the staff, our recent staff meeting in September, we talked about our... Uh, DIB survey that, mm -hmm. that we ran earlier this year. And some of the uh, comments from the survey uh, were really interesting. Like a lot of folks expressed um, feelings of lonely, loneliness uh, and isolation, especially mm -hmm. during the pandemic. And now that we have uh, lots of staff who are remote or fully remote or hybrid, um, it's really difficult to try to connect. Like you have to really make an effort now to connect with folks. Whereas, you know, before we'd see each other on campus or, you know, lots of meetings in person, um, you know, in the elevator, you know, or the yeah. break room, that kind of thing. And, you know, now we, we just don't 
get to see each other as often. So it's really hard to uh, get to know new staff, um, uh, especially for folks who've been here for a while. Uh, you just you can't see people anymore except for Zoom, but it's yeah. not, I don't know for me it's not the same, yeah, right? Yeah. Same. <laughs> so so yeah, I'd, I'd love uh, just to start off if you could tell me a little bit about you know what brought you to Yale and and your role your current roles um, and you know anything else you'd like to share about about your background. So I, we could start off with uh, Corinne. Yeah, awesome. Um, thanks so much for having us too. Yeah, um, yeah so I guess, I guess my path to Yale has been a little bit longer. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I, I absolutely love you know living in Connecticut in this area. Um, I can't say I thought I would be living in Connecticut when I was younger. Really? Um, it's always been the state over from Rhode Island, which is where I'm from, but um, really was always just kind of like a drive through. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did play um, in college. I played um, basketball and we did play at Yale and I had no recollection of it. Oh, so wow. <laughs> um, over the pandemic, when I was hired, mm-hmm. I, you know, you wouldn't come on campus for an interview and I right. didn't realize it was in a city. And oh. so when I showed up on my first day, I was like, oh, wow, I, I got myself into a city as someone yeah. who does not love a city, oh, but yeah. I love New Haven. It's <laughs> been wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, That's I get, cool. I guess my, my path has been a little bit longer. I originally, um, I always tell the story to students who I'm working with that, um, you know, you can go into college and think you're going to do one thing and then you end up doing something completely different. Mm. So um, when I entered college, I thought I wanted to be a math professor. Oh, wow. Um, And so I went (laughs) in with a math major um, and I also was playing basketball at the same time Mm. um, and playing division one athletics is really intense. And so I remember being in classes being like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. I remember sitting in like my my first year and being like, this this doesn't really seem to be kind of doing it for mm-hmm. me. Um, I ended up transferring to University of New Hampshire, um, and when I transferred, math wasn't really an option. Thank God. Um, and so, I went and did kinesiology because I had thought, okay, maybe I actually want to coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to play professionally. So like this feels interesting to do something with sports. Yeah. Um, and then I think through a lot of other circumstances. Um, I started getting more interested in just mental health in general. Um, So as a college athlete, I had lots of injuries. I had probably like four knee surgeries and a back surgery during my time. Um, And so what happens when you play college athletics is that your coach can ask you back. um, It's called a red shirt year. You get extra years of eligibility. And so... I, my circumstance, had six years of eligibility, oh, wow. okay. um, which was rare at the mm-hmm. time. Now, with the pandemic, it's actually pretty common, mm-hmm. but um, you have to go through extra, you know, like the NCAA has to say it's okay. okay. And so um, I had all these extra years. So I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I should get my master's, but I have no <laughs> idea what I want to do. Right. Um, and so, again, I tell people this as I giggle, but mm-hmm. um, the MSW, which is master's in social work, I thought... I don't have to take the GRE. I don't like taking (laughs) tests. Um, I think maybe this would help me coach. Um, And so I got into the MSW program there while I was playing, which is a lot. Um, And I remember my first class, I was like, wait, I could do like mental health work. This is pretty cool. cool. Um, At the time, I was really kind of seeing a lot of my teammates. I was a captain at this point, um, seeing them struggle. I spent a lot of time in the training room, which is where you like rehab all your injuries. And I was like, wait, does everyone realize how bad mental health can be for student athletes like really seeing people struggling I was like who's kind of dealing with all of this Um, and so it was really just circumstances of being in the MSW program um, doing clinical placements I made all of mine so they were about athletics so um, and I can talk more about that you know if you want but um, that's totally how I got into this and 
really loved it. You know, I I think I got into math because it was very like, okay, this happens and that happens. And when you think about mental health, it's not that it's not like that. Um, And I there's no uh, equation, right? Totally, totally. (laughs) It's not like, okay, if we do this then this happens. Um, And I liked that. I liked Mm -hmm. helping people. I liked being involved. And so that's ultimately like how I got into this um, and haven't really looked back. I've been in the mental health field for quite some time now doing various things. Mm But um, I'm really happy that all of that stuff happened. So I say to students, just figure it out, right? Yeah, like yeah. try some stuff out. You'll you'll land where you need to be. And right. I definitely landed where I need to be. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And Vanessa, would yeah. you like to tell me more? I feel like my, my journey started to Yale, started as a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, I was uh, born and raised in Jersey until about 13. My mm-hmm. family then relocated to Connecticut. Um, so I also did not envision <laughs> being in Connecticut. Right, right. Um, and then it happened. Uh-huh. Uh, and I actually, like, Yale was not on my radar at all mm-hmm. uh, until, like, a friend was like, we should tour the school. I think mm-hmm. it was, like, my junior year of high school. And I was like, no way. <laughs> and then I saw the campus and, like, mm-hmm. I fell in love. Like, oh, yeah. I, I think I was... I the moment like I still have it in my camera roll like the mm-hmm. first picture I took of like Beinecke Plaza and like oh, the yes, library yes. and I was like I want to be here oh, that's so, awesome. <laughs> um, so then I applied and then mm-hmm. I got in and I was like I was like it's a no-brainer and I was yeah. like close to family my parents were related to that uh, to hear that so yeah uh, it felt natural to be here and I was mm-hmm. like so excited mm-hmm. uh, it was quite tough though the adjustment I mm-hmm. think first year of college and yeah. I think um, that brought to light like the importance of like wellness and yeah. mental health. And mm-hmm. I think it's also somewhat full circle that um, the launching of the Good Life Center happened the first year I started college. Oh, oh, um, I was in TG, uh-huh. uh, which was like right across from Silliman, although lots of Yale students <laughs> like to think the opposite. I think it's quite yes, far. Yes. Um, but I actually spent a lot of my time there in Silliman, um, yeah. like in the Good Life Center and like oh, was sweet. realizing how important like it is to like prioritize wellness because right. I feel like a lot of college students um, especially during the first year is like I just need to get through the week like yeah. e- every week and yeah. I'm like that's not the healthiest mindset right. to have right. um, and it's like an adjustment period and such so mm-hmm. um, I think that was honestly having that physical space to remind me to be present was like so helpful especially as I was taking classes when I first started college I was like I'm gonna be a neuroscience major Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be (laughs) pre-med I'd watched so much Grey's Anatomy I was like gonna be set that's one of my favorites (laughs) Um, and then I was like I'm not a huge fan of neuroscience (laughs) yeah Um, I took I think it was the spring semester of my Mm -hmm. first year I took a global health course and was realized like this is kind of the what I love about like medicine is mm-hmm. like learning more about the stories behind like what a person's health is and right. how they conceptualize health and yeah. like how like their environment surroundings and s- social support systems like mm-hmm. you know yeah promote that yeah uh so I was as soon as that class I was like what are other classes are like that mm-hmm. um and I found out like I was a bit I think I had read a book by Paul Farmer by, in that class mm-hmm. and I was like oh he's a medical anthropologist and like he gets to like just learn about people's stories like mm-hmm. for like a living and also like help and care for people and I was like yeah. that's exactly what I want to do. Oh, that's so cool. Um, in high school I was in part of a club called uh, peer counseling where um, you could basically help like new students coming to high school uh, mm-hmm. like just support and feel well adjusted because mm-hmm. um, I came from a pretty small town um, in Connecticut and I found out I just like I think ever since high school, but I just really love talking to people mm-hmm. and like 
feel like that's my way of just like caring and listening. Mm -hmm. And it's it was just like kind of a no brainer to like, you know, pursue that in anthropology. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I joined a public health lab my sophomore year um, that was focused on adolescent mental health. I think personally stemming from my own personal experiences, realizing like the transition from, you know, high school to college is like so difficult and it's like needed, right, to have that support to make sure that everyone feels like they can make that mm-hmm. transition, right? Like yeah. it's it's can happen, um, but it's important to have like a good social support system. I think I was, I was actually just talking about this with Corinne like this past weekend. I had just met, like reunited with like my first year sweet mates who I'm super close with yeah. still. And I was just like, it's so important to have that pivotal support system mm-hmm. that I think Yale like has been doing really well to like make sure that students can feel supported, yeah. especially during that first semester. Um, so yeah, and then adolescent mental health, like, uh, that just came naturally like, for the public health lab that I was in. I was like, mm-hmm. that's a cool pilot project. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to join in cause especially cause in American Samoa, they weren't quite sure about how to uh, like elucidate or know more about the status of mental health among mm-hmm. that population community. Uh, and it was like more of a community addressed need. Like we need to find out what's going on. And I was like, that's amazing. Like that's, in my opinion, that's what should be public health. That's mm-hmm. what should be research is like working with the community right it's an exchange and like learning more from them too and yeah. they learn from us and yeah, yeah it's a conversation yeah, really a conversation, right yeah. um so that's cool. yeah that's essentially like i feel like that's what it happened and then i pandemic happened right. <laughs> which was like crazy yes um yes. like that was my sophomore year of college um mm-hmm. it, that was a very tough time i think mm-hmm. for everyone mm-hmm. um particularly like just trying to juggle like academics yes. and just with and life everything going um on. Yeah. yeah I think I was very fortunate to have such a supportive family during that time because I had gone home mm-hmm. um and the, but then realizing like I still love Yale like it was so exciting to be back and mm-hmm. be with friends and such and I was yeah. like I kind of want to stay more time at Yale <laughs> right. yes, yes. um so I then I found out about the five-year um BA MPH program at mm-hmm. Yale um so where your senior year of college you start your first year of grad school at the school okay. of public health mm-hmm. um and then you stay one year after you graduate mm-hmm. like your BA mm-hmm. uh and yeah that's how I was like let me apply to this I had a lot of public health experience in terms of like clinical experience um I Really, since first year of college, I had volunteered at a at a student led medical clinic called Haven at Yale. Oh, yeah, um, so I was an interpreter. I'm Latina, so um, it was yeah. like great way of like using my voice to amplify others right. um, and learning so much that. more too from um, the patients that I interacted with there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think through those like experiences of volunteering at that clinic, I had realized like I really love like the intersection of like advancing health equity by learning about others and such and like right. just caring for others and yeah. I yeah so it was again also a no-brainer just to apply mm-hmm. to the five-year program mm-hmm. got in yeah. and then yeah was able and to finish, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> to awesome. graduate so yeah congratulations um, thank you yeah so then yeah and then again I wanted to stay another year yeah, the good life center is like had helped me so much and I was mm-hmm. again it felt very full circle to like also contribute yeah. and help when they had helped me a lot um, right. during my undergrad experience. So mm-hmm. wanted to do that for others. Oh, that's amazing. That's an amazing story. I love that. And yeah, like you said, full circle, uh, something that helped you through a, a, a difficult time that everyone went through. You know, I, I can't even imagine trying to get through school uh, during the pandemic. I, I have a 20 um, a year old. And so I know it was it was a really difficult time. The the ice, the, you know, the isolation 
where it was, you know, immediate, just literally, you know, I have a 20 year old and a 10 year old and it was like, pick your kid up from school. And, and then that was, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was a really tough time. And, uh, yeah, and I love that it's like you you couldn't get away, you know, yeah. it pulled you back in. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't stay here forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is so awesome. And I, I think it speaks to um, how how much great work, which I'd, I'd love for you to talk more about the, the Good Life Center too, how, how much great work we're doing. Uh, you're, I say we, but you're doing. And, uh, um, you know, the importance of, of having that support system here for for students. Um, and, and that's amazing. So uh, thank you for sharing that. that, that that's a great story. Uh, so, so, yeah, if you could tell me a little bit more about your work. Uh, and, and I know, Corinne, you mentioned the Good Life Center, but also uh, the um, Yale College Community Care uh, program. So if, if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, maybe I'll start with the, we call it the YC3 program. Yes. Maybe I'll start there. That's originally what I was hired for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a new program when I started about three years ago, and mm-hmm. it's a Yale College program that provides short-term uh, both therapy appointments as well as these kind of like wellness mm-hmm. kind of skill building appointments is mm-hmm. what we call them. Um, and so originally was start, I think I started like as part of the first four that was hired. Now yeah. our team is 10. So it's quite big now Um, and it's just been wonderful to see that program grow Um, we always talk about you know that program I think is so pivotal for the experience of Mm -hmm. Yale College students because we talk just as we've talked you know college is such a transformative year for a lot of folks Mm -hmm. and or years um, and you really kind of discover more about yourself your challenge this is the first time maybe you're failing for the first Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. Um, and our program really is designed to help students kind of work through some of those things and build those life skills for after college Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know we always talk about this you know if you go through a breakup or you know you just like failed your first test or you're not sleeping well Mm -hmm. um, or program is really there to provide those um, appointments. We always say you can meet with anybody within 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, Might not be the person you want to meet with, but usually we have same day availability Mm -hmm. um, and we do a number of things, right? So we do the, we have our clinicians who do more of that processing, kind of helping them through in a therapeutic environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually all these sessions are four to six times, but students always come back. Um, Then our wellness specialists on the other side, they do a lot of this like skill building that I think has been really missing in the college mental health area, mm-hmm. um, particularly, right, like therapy is so helpful, but those life skills around sleep, time management, mm-hmm. stress, relationships, like there's really a skill-based component that, yes, therapists can provide, but we are actually finding more and more now that we're getting quite busy on that yeah. half of the program because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not sleeping or you're having an issue with your roommate, like yeah. there's actually some support there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the programs, I mean, we've just exploded over the last few yeah. years with appointments, mm-hmm. with programming. Um, I, I think I think we've had about like 5,000 one-on-one appointments in the three years we've been here. Um, And that is like continuously building the program. We did not start with 10. Um, And so it's just been really wonderful to see a, like a university invest in something like that and B to have the program be so highly utilized. And I have to just give a shout out to our staff. Like they are the most incredible people ever. Um, We've hired a wonderful group of folks who I think meet students where they're at, who help provide kind of, you know, you know, if you need to talk about what's going on at home, we got 
got you. If you need to talk about what's, you know, happening in a class, we got you as well. Um, so it's just been wonderful to work with those folks. It does not feel like a job whatsoever. Um, and I think too, we partnered really closely with the good life. And I think that's where my position kind of came from of marrying these two to some degree, um, with knowing that, okay, the good life center in our eyes is really the student well-being facing center on campus. Mm -hmm. YC3 does a lot of their programming and workshops with it. They're separate still. Mm -hmm. Um, but even the good life center over the last few years, that's even exploded post pandemic of providing spaces for students to rest, to reset. Um, I think there's so much in this, you know, college culture, Yale culture around, Mm -hmm. you know, not resting and staying (laughs) up all night. Gosh, I don't know how people do that. Um, (laughs) But I think those days. Yeah. I'm like, I would never go back to those days. (laughs) I don't even know how I did it. But but it's been really great to provide spaces for students. Um, we, We also are expanding into other places. You know, we just opened up a satellite space over at the Divinity School. Um, We're in talks with a lot of other graduate and professional schools. So um, it's been great just to expand both programs um, because I think, unfortunately, right, like mental health Mm -hmm. is fortunately and unfortunately, um, it's a big thing that happens for students. And so it's been really great. Um, I feel lucky every day to do this work because Mm -hmm. our student body is incredible. But um, yeah, I don't know, Vanessa, what would you add? You do a lot of the day to day with Good Life. Yeah, Yeah, I I think you (laughs) summed it up perfectly. Like, yeah, I think it's really just having that physical space. I think we talk about a lot, I think Mm -hmm. just reminds students to be like, to just you know, I feel like we're always running back yeah. to and for like back and forth to like different spaces. And right. like, I remember even as like, like a graduate, both a graduate and undergraduate <laughs> student, I was just like, I was like, I need to find a sp- like space to study, mm-hmm. to study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then stu- one of our spaces in the Good Life Center is like the offline oasis. It's a tech free mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to, I know sometimes the students don't like it when I tell them like, <laughs> hey, like this is a tech free space. Uh-huh. But it's always like, I feel like it kind of like reminds them to like, hey, like not everything has to be on your phone. Right. Like you don't have to be on your phone constantly, always checking like the email inbox, yeah. like what's happening or whatever. Like it's nice to just unplug for a bit. Yes. Like it is, everything's grounded yeah. in evidence-based mm-hmm. science, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there are benefits, health benefits to just recharging a bit um, right. and taking that time to like focus on yourself and yeah. not constantly having to be thinking about what I'm going to be doing like the next few minutes. Exactly. Uh, so I think that's what's been great about the Good Life Center is just promoting that mission. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think the importance of it is also like this will extend beyond college, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it's like life skills that you want to, yeah. it's great to do it like early. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Once yeah. you make it a habit. Yeah. It's a foundation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to hear more. I, I, I want to hear more um, about uh, how you sort of bring in your personal experiences into, or whatever you'd like to share, um, into your work. Um, so so Corinne, I'll start off with you. And you mentioned, uh, you know, you're a captain of the women's <laughs> basketball team. Um, and I'm curious how, how that kind of tied in, because I'm sure that maybe some of you know, your, your experience, um, with athletics. And like you said, you, you start seeing athletes who were, uh, struggling with mental health as well. So I'm curious if that influences, or if you could share how that influences, um, your approach to wellness programs, especially when it comes to athletics? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, I joke, I was a college athlete, but I'm like the least competitive person now. My my wife and I played really? together in college and she's very competitive. Oh, really? And so we always joke and even on the team that like, it's mm. funny that I was a college athlete. Oh, um, but I would say 
it's really informed a lot of how I work mm-hmm. with both one-on-one with students mm-hmm. and kind of doing this programming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think originally early on in my career, you know, I, I practiced for many years like as a therapist. You know, I, I um, helped create an athlete-specific eating disorder treatment program for oh, a college and athlete, mm-hmm. um, college and Olympic athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, you know, like doing that one-on-one work made me really think about this big picture stuff, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about, okay, I'm seeing a lot of the same folks over and over again. Mm-hmm wow, wouldn't it have been great if like we had done some prevention stuff before mm-hmm. to get them a little bit earlier when they were, maybe it wasn't as bad or maybe mm-hmm. we can just make it part of their day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where that shift came from me from doing the one-on-one clinical to more of the like kind of big picture things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so previous to Yale, I was at a different university doing more of that stuff with athletes. But mm-hmm. I think I often say that, um, you know, there's so much research that shows that student athletes are um, lower help seek, have lower help-seeking behaviors than non-athletes. And so I always like as we're developing programs, I think about like, how do we get the athletes in the door? And I say that jokingly because how do we get all students in the door, especially our marginalized students who haven't had access? How do we get students who don't know that they need to come in? Um, But I really use that lens with working with students around like, how do we make this appealing to them and how do we um, help them see the need? Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes, again, as an athlete, like you're you're in practice three hours a day. Then you have like treatment for all your injuries. Then you got to go to class. That doesn't leave a lot of other time to do things. Um, I think about that a lot of our Yale students to me really function like all of them, like division one athletes in the sense of like they have all their clubs, they have acapella, they have all their prep, all their classes. And I think we have to really think about how do we get them in the door and how do we make this a priority? And so I think a lot of the stuff I do with that with students in general is really thinking about this as like a life skill, right? Yes. If you're going to study all those hours and try to stay up really late, which right. please don't do, um, <laughs> how are we going to actually help your sleep and how yeah. are we going to help that stuff become long-term memory, right? So we, right. I, the angle we always use around all of this is like, you know, if you're doing all this studying, like for sleep, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're doing all this studying, let's actually educate you a little bit around like how sleep can yes. actually be beneficial for you to retain this information. Right. Um, let's talk about that conflict you had with a roommate, right? Mm-hmm. Like learning those skills is actually probably going to help you in a job to deal yes. with, you know, someone difficult that you right. might not, you know, have the skills to deal with. So um, it's always like kind of disguising it, but also making it really accessible for mm-hmm. students, I mm-hmm. think. And I think being an athlete really taught me that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, what Vanessa was talking about as well as, like, that community around you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my my team in college, they, those people are my family. Like, mm-hmm. I, I married my wife who was on the right. team. That was not part of the <laughs> – Oh, really? Yeah, the yeah. So, we, yeah, we oh, started dating so cool. after. We were captains <laughs> together. Um, but I share that with people um, because, you know, it's hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah. you it's know, my – Yeah, my college teammates, <laughs> you know, became my family. You know, yeah. our captain at the time when I was a first year, she married us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like, are the rest of our teammates, you know, they're so part of our life still. And Mm so I always use that lens of like, we're humans, we're built for connection. And how can we be our best selves with the people around us? I think our students are so well-intended and they want to help everyone. And oftentimes we talk about like, how do you take care of yourself as well? Um, So yeah, I think it's a lot of things. I think being an athlete just, you know, also made me prioritize things and get things done. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just think it's really wonderful to just talk to students because I, I like to share these things too, yeah. like when it's appropriate. But right. um, I think it helps also, you know, students see us as people on our right. YC3 bio. You can read all about each one of us. Exactly. I have a lot of students who come see me because I have two I dogs. That. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I have people come I see me that. because, I, you know, I'm a member of the LGBTQ community, right? right? So I think I have a lot of athletes, right? Yeah, I think you yeah. want to see yourself represented in the staff. And I think our staff is really wonderful at, you know, being in different pockets, having mm-hmm. different areas of interest. So that's um, amazing. Yeah. 
I love that. And yeah. and it's so true because I you know, when I think back to my college years, we I, there was no real program uh like this um for students and and like you said, uh having a program for all students, students feeling comfortable enough to to go and and use this resource it is amazing because you know, then you have students who are maybe uncomfortable or maybe, you know, whatever environment they grew up in. Some some folks feel kind of weird, like, you know, therapy has this stigma or at least, you know, as I as I was growing up, therapy had sort of a stigma attached yeah. to it. And, it. and it's a shame that, you know, you're under all of this pressure and, you know, because of this stigma, you're you're too shy to reach out for help, especially, like you said, when it's a a point where, uh, as opposed to it being advanced into a, you know, a really critical stage, it maybe there could have been something, uh, uh, that could have been done early on. Um, so that's, that's amazing. Um, so I'm curious, uh, Vanessa, if you could tell me a, a little bit about, uh, you know, you talked about your educational background and how it shaped your uh, experience with, um, or, or your perspective with, with health and wellness and, and things like that. So, um, I'm curious how it influenced, uh, your work. You, you mentioned working in, uh, particular communities and, and, you know, I saw your eyes light up when you talked about, uh, being able to be a voice for, for those who could not, um, you know, maybe couldn't communicate, uh, so, so if you could tell me a, a little yeah. bit more about that. <laughs> I mean, it's funny you were also mentioning the stigma. My my thesis for both undergrad and um, my graduate thesis was on mental health stigmatization. Wow. So I'm a very huge advocate on like decreasing, like minimizing that stigma and like mm-hmm. promoting like, I, like I, especially with the Good Life Center work, like just showing like wellness like is all encompassing, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be just like right. what one what my thing is like. Oh, seeing a therapist, like I have to see him, like. Right. That would be great if you yeah. would like to see a therapist, <laughs> exactly. but there's also other there's options. Other stuff, right? So that's like what the yeah. really amazing thing about the Good Life Center, I think, too, is like it for some students, it might be the first time that you're like encountering what wellness might mean to you right. or like what wellness even is right, right in a broader scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just finding out like what that might entail, like the Good Life Center has so much varied program of like yoga. We mm-hmm. do with collaboration with YC3 workshops mm-hmm. on like sleep science and awesome. uh, nutrition and stuff. We mm-hmm. work with a, a registered dietitian from Yale Hospitality who oh, has those workshops. So just showing like there's different facets to wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something with like my educational background is just showing that there's so many like varied perspectives that right. we should incorporate and like in, in mesh, right? Yeah, to make yeah. sure like everything's like everyone's voices are like being met and right. heard and like what they might be looking for can be, you know, met. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to be able to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. I think with working with different communities, I think just personally, like as a Latina, like mm-hmm. just seeing like witnessed and like also especially as my time working as an interpreter, just seeing like the very unfortunate large like health disparities mm-hmm. within like historically marginalized communities mm-hmm. um, and recognizing that like, as someone who's bilingual and has like a passion for health, like I can help like bridge the gap yeah. um, to make sure that it's more like healthcare is more accessible for yes. others, uh, yeah. for families, friends, and mm-hmm. those in like the broader community. Like right. that is my like would, would dream of mine, a vision mm-hmm. that I would love to to aspire to, like accomplish awesome. um, in the future. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's to make someone else's life just a bit less stressful. I think mm-hmm. is like what I would love to you know mm-hmm. achieve. Um, I think that's just 
so fulfilling to help others and like kind of just sometimes <laughs> when I'm working um, with my student interns and stuff like I try to like like make them feel better give them mm-hmm. snacks and stuff throughout the day mm-hmm. or give them swag they yeah, love yeah. good life center swag, swag right? <laughs> um, and just like giving them time to also just like talk and like decompress a bit and just kind of seeing their shoulders like just yeah, relax yes, a bit yes, is just absolutely. like such a like nice feeling I was like yeah. at least for like a few seconds in yes. this day like yeah. I know like you all are busy but mm-hmm. just to have a few like moments to just like to yourself and like mm-hmm. reflect like oh this is like one thing I'm like was happy that happened or like yeah. was grateful for yes. um I think has been like something that's I've been really it's been fulfilling to do these past yeah. few months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but definitely something I feel like I had learned um as I like interpreted for um, the clinic, um, I did like a public health internship as part of uh, my program, mm-hmm. where I worked uh, with a n- local nonprofit in Waterbury. They're great, mm-hmm. uh, Waterbury Bridge to Success. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Black Maternal Health Initiative mm-hmm. to help promote uh, Black maternal health, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. you know it's a very serious issue in this country, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so just increasing awareness about it and mm-hmm. also seeing how we could drive policy change about right. that, yeah. and the importance of that of just like again amplifying other people's voices right mm-hmm. and recognizing my positionality right mm-hmm. like as an ally like mm-hmm. not a black woman i have to yeah. find out like what yeah. are the uh, the needs and like how can we help amplify that and make yeah. sure their voices are being heard right mm-hmm. and not just that but like how do we advance beyond that right, right? Yeah. that's just like okay Action. we got yeah exactly yeah. we have yeah. the f- one foot in the door but let's kick down yeah, that door, door, right? Let's down, like right? be at the table. Let's <laughs> actually awesome. like get change like mm-hmm. enacted and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that was like kind of like through like the years of like volunteering and doing social justice work, just recognizing it's more than just amplifying the voices, but just like actually enacting change so right. that they can, they don't need to rely on others to yes. amplify their voices in the right. first place, right? Yeah. Like so that they can like yeah. address like this voice their needs and have it be addressed like mm-hmm. Should be immediately, yeah, in my right, opinion. Right. But you know, yeah. um, so I think that's something that I have been always been like passionate about, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, the public health program was like perfect for that because public health, like you center equity, right? That's mm-hmm. the end goal. That's the mission. Like if you want to advance health for like all communities, you mm-hmm. have to focus on equity and mm-hmm. diversity. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's perfect for our topic yeah, today, right? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we had a topic, but, yeah. but you know revolved around uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, yeah. and, be- and belonging. And, and yeah, it's really important. And just as you're, as you're speaking, I, um, even for myself, you know, I, I think back to moments while I was in college or even, you know, when I had my, my kids and, and um, you know, having someone to help advocate for you and, and um, let you know, like, okay, the, these are, your rights or these are, you know, things that, you know, everyone should get when, yeah. when they're going through this kind of situation. And, and, uh, and it's true. A lot of people in, in different communities, they, they don't always know uh, what those things are. And, and it really helps to have someone um, they could go to number one, just to talk it through and mm-hmm. figure out like, what, what do I do in this situation? Um, and it's so important, you know, to ha- again, going back to, like you said, um, the, uh, uh, stigmas that are attached to wellness and, and, you know, and I was guilty of it in college. I, I had some all nighter, uh, study (laughs) sessions and things like that. And when I think back, I have no idea, (laughs) I have no idea how I got through the day, but, um, but yeah, it's like this weird assumption that, okay, you're in college, you should 
be, you know, sleepless yeah. and, and do, you know, juggle all of these things and yeah. activities and do, mm-hmm. you know, have a job and do all these things and, and all of these expectations mm-hmm. that you have. And, and um, yeah, and it's so important, to, like you said, just to take time out and it's like slow down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, it's even a challenge for me. I actually, yesterday, someone told me like, okay, because I, I mentioned what I was doing over the week is I love photography, by yeah. the way. And, and um, you know, occasionally I do some photography sessions and things like that. And a friend of mine was like, but do you enjoy it? <laughs> well, you know, I said, that's a good friend. It has its moments, but no, you're right. I said, I, there are certain reasons I do it. And, and, uh, I kind of took a step back from it actually because it, it was infringing on my my weekends, yeah. you know, with my yeah. kids. And I really I started realizing like I need time to just, you know, disconnect yeah. and, yeah. and um, you know, be with the kids or do, you know, we, we went to the pumpkin patch and you yeah. know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um so yeah, I think it's so important. I and then even going back to what you said, like yeah. how uh understanding how uh, you know, there's a domino effect with sleep yeah, and, you know, mel- mental health, how you interact with people. Um, yeah, I, I have a whole story on that because <laughs> I, it, I, I actually went through a, a phase after I had my younger son yeah. and I wasn't sleeping. And yeah. then once I realized I had a sleep apnea and yeah. then, I, you know, I, all these things yeah. that once I got all of that, uh, under control and it was like, Oh, I could do yeah. all this other like you stuff. You were breathing yeah. again, right? Yeah. I mean, we always say, we're like, wouldn't it, we, we kind of like advertise it to students, like we have this magic fix that helps you focus better, mm-hmm. retain oh, your information, yes. you'll feel better. <laughs> right? What is it? We're like, it's sleep, it's actually. Sleep, yeah. yes. Yeah. It, ha- it totally, it, it has a domino effect. Yeah. And once I started, you know, I started focusing on that and then yeah. it, and then it just seemed like, oh, all of these other things kind of fell into place. I mean, yeah. not perfectly, but it yeah. definitely it definitely helps. So I, I'm totally <laughs> on board with that. I, I, I totally agree. Um, so I'm curious, uh, uh, Corinne, I wanted to ask you about like maybe some of the uh, most common challenges you've you've seen students experience yeah. uh, in addition to sleep. Yeah. Uh, if you could talk to us a little bit about that and, and just how the the two programs address those issues, even though we kind of covered yeah. a little bit of it. but Yeah, I think some of the most common stuff, I mean, I would say like our big three are just stress in general, right? Mm-hmm. The ability to manage all the competing demands, stress mm-hmm. like with stuff back home, relationships. Mm-hmm. So I would say stress is a big bucket, yeah. but I would also say relationships mm-hmm. with folks, right? Like whether that's roommates, whether that's romantic, whether that's friendship, mm-hmm. like I think that's becoming increasingly something that we're seeing more of. And I think that's just an interesting thing that mm-hmm. – Relationships are always part of our life, but I think um, coming out of the pandemic, having mm-hmm. to socialize more, the social energy, like all of those pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say particularly me, and I think that's maybe my bio, but I see mm-hmm. a lot of sleep stuff. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. Um, there are times of the year where it becomes more relevant and less relevant, but I think um, right now it's everyone's starting to get sick because yes. their immune systems are down. Yes. Um, they want to figure out better ways. I've had mm-hmm. students ask me, so I only have four hours to sleep, so how do I maximize that? And I'm like, that's such a great question. <laughs> And I think let's figure it out. Let yeah. me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so oh, I, I would wow. say stress, relationships, and yeah. me personally, sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, all of this, though, it's like developing your identity in college, mm-hmm. figuring out like what you want to do. So right now I feel like we're seeing those three, but – 
it's always like at the end of the year, mm-hmm. it's like career stuff, internships, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the things that, that is great about the program is that we try to, yes, we have our one-on-one appointments mm-hmm. in YC3, but mm-hmm. we try to do a lot of programming to meet some of the other needs mm-hmm. that maybe we're not seeing, mm-hmm. but know are relevant. So we had three group therapies um, one that happened this semester. Um, one was for FGLI students, one was a black student support group, and the other one, why am I not remembering what the other one was? I can't remember it right now. I'll remember it later on. Check out the website. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Check out the website if you'd like to know. Um, But we also run a lot of workshops to try to get at all of those things as well as like doing some, you know, informational graphics for students that Mm -hmm. they can kind of get in other places. And, you know, we're starting to do a little bit of consulting with, um, you know, teaching fellows and trying Mm -hmm. to get in the classroom a little bit to Mm -hmm. manage some of that stress. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think at the Good Life Center, too, a lot of what we try to do is knowing when things are going to get more stressful, we try to really provide more breaks for students, mm-hmm. get them in. Um, we just did a sleep, and that's why it's on my brain still, but we just <laughs> did a um, Wellness Wednesday around sleep where we did mm-hmm. sleep consults with students. Mm-hmm. Every single slot was taken in 10 minutes and everyone wow. came, which was great. That's so great. Um, we try to do things in unique ways, knowing that maybe you don't have time to do a 30-minute session mm-hmm. or come to a 45-minute program, but come mm-hmm. to a 10-minute sleep consult. And so many students responded after and were like, wow. this was so great, I'm sleeping better. So really? I think we try to every year meet the needs because pre-pandemic, post-pandemic is so different with what students want. And mm-hmm. so I think at the Good Life Center, we try to do a lot of like passive programming for students mm-hmm. um, where if you're going to come use our nap room, maybe you're going to learn a little bit about the science so that oh, you can actually great. apply it. So yeah. um, I think it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Um, thank you. Uh, so so now maybe we can shift and talk about fun stuff, right? Yeah. Um, not that that's not fun. I shouldn't, I shouldn't call it that. But it is. I, other I, life stuff. Yeah, other life other stuff. Other life stuff. Um, because it is, I, I think, you know, it is fun to help people, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a nice feeling and rewarding. Um, and it's amazing work. I mean, you get to do that every, you know, yeah. just imagining like this is what you do every day. and You help people every single yeah. day. and And you probably... You know, you have these long-term effects in, on their lives. Um, that that's been a common theme th- throughout the other episodes. It's just, you know, your impact, even if it's a few minutes. And you just talked about having ten minutes, yeah. and your impact could be life. You know, a lifelong impact um, that someone just remembers a conversation that they had, and okay, I'll try this. You know, mm-hmm. this tip, or I'll try this uh, method, or whatever. And and that's amazing. You know, and and I think it's it's just you know, important to, to remember that we, as we all interact with each other, that that just a few minutes can have such a long-lasting effect and, yeah. and realizing how important that few minutes um, can be. Um, so, yeah, so let's talk about fun stuff. So <laughs> so I know that, um, let's see, so, so Vanessa, you mentioned that uh, you know, you enjoy uh, uh, running around New Haven. So, I, so I wanted to hear more about like maybe your favorite, maybe one favorite spot in New Haven, and then uh, your favorite sitcom. So, I'd love to hear more about that. <laughs> oh, my favorite sitcom is always changing. Really? Um, yes, it honestly is because um, Vanessa's very into like what it, pop culture. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a consumer of pop culture. Are you? Anything con- entertainment wise. Um, nice, nice. Including couple news. So uh-huh. I always love learning about what happened, what's happening with celebrity couples for yes, some reason. Yes. Um, with 
um, the running trail. Mm-hmm. Oh, I nice. love running. I love the Farmington Canal yeah. Trail because it's so flat. Yeah, um, yeah. I used to run in high school a lot, um, nice. so I still have like horrible shin splints. Oh, from time really? To time, so I do love a flat course. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Um, and uh, I, I did the same actually yeah, in high school. So I did nice. cross country. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah, I also <laughs> did, I did cross country all four years. Um, wow. It was Oof. very much like. Oh, good for you. Both. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and I only did cross country because I wanted to be on the track team. Oh, really? And at the time. They, for whatever reason in my high school, they did not have the track team. So they were like, oh, just do cross country. And I'm like, I'm a sprinter. I'm not a, oh, <laughs> I'm not a long so distance funny. runner. Yeah. Wow. My, my coach always wanted me to do track. I was like, really? I do not, I oh, really? not like <laughs> the opposite. Um, loops. Really? Um, I think I go insane with loops. Really? So I kind of, um, luckily, like where I, I lived, um, it was Brookfield, Connecticut. There mm-hmm. was like lots of trails. Like oh. right behind our high school was like the woods. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so it was kind of nice to just to be just able run. to run that. And, yeah. Like, trying to get back into it. Like, mm-hmm. I was just in New York City this past weekend, saw the New York City Marathon. It was just so oh, inspiring yes. to see I know. people Isn't that run. amazing? <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. How they do it. But I do find uh, for running trails, the Farmington one, I do a lot. And mm-hmm. then um, I always find myself always just going back to East Rock. And, like, really? no matter, I've moved to different parts of New Haven mm-hmm. these past few years. And I always just, like, it's just such a calming. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like whenever I'm stressed, I'm like, I just run just to go East there, Rock. really. <laughs> and then back. And I was like, oh, I feel so much better. Oh, that's great. That's um, great. Sitcom? So I feel like one that always like makes me feel warm and I mm-hmm. always watch it is um, warm is like a funny place, to <laughs> but it's honestly the good place I think is very. Oh, like, really? I haven't one. watched that yet. Um, I'm doing my first watch of Seinfeld actually currently. Oh, interesting. Um, and I'm, this is I'm like, I realize why people now quote it all the well, time. Why they love it. Yeah. It's hilarious. So I think that's currently my favorite one to, awesome. to watch. Yeah. And just interesting perspective to see like. Like before my time, <laughs> right, right. people communicated with each yes, other. Yes, yes. Seeing a phone, a I was phone like, call. Yeah. Like, an, like I was like, no one has a text or anything. I was like, this all could have been avoided if you just sent a text. Right. Like, Wait, that's not a thing. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's currently right. my favorite. Yeah, isn't that interesting when you think back? Um, you know, because obviously I work in IT, and yeah. so I was in uh, in the interesting phase where I remember what it was like before yeah. texting and having the. Even having email, um, you know, when I started college, that was that was like brand new. So and it was funny. I I remember I remember uh, I I worked in the computer lab in college and and, um, I ran across they were they were called bulletin board systems. (laughs) I'm probably dating myself for all the IT people out there. But. I literally felt like, what am I? T- I don't know. You Where know, is this going? What's going on? I'm talking to someone across the world. You know, and it, it was such a strange, um, strange new world. You know, yeah. because like you said, if you, a friend of mine, we were just talking like, how did we, how did we connect if we had to meet somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> and it was always like. Yeah, you had to like make plans it, and like <laughs> and stick to them and stick show up to on them. Time. Yeah, show up on time. You know, have a map. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A map. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember. What was it? Uh, map quest. Yes. Yeah, yes. I that. We'd go to basketball tournaments. Exactly. <laughs> we uh, there was a meme I saw. It was like we traveled like pirates. You know, yeah. because because <laughs> you yeah. had to print a map in advance, and and God forbid you yeah. you know turned off, yeah. <laughs> turn took a wrong turn. Yeah. Um, you could be off in Neverland forever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. And, and the reason I asked about sitcoms is, um, you know, I was curious about, uh, you know, you, you help students with, uh, you know, coping methods and and things like that. And, and just, you know, how do you, how do you bring that home? Like, what do you, 
what do you use to sort of get through the day or take moments of, um, you know, yeah. peaceful moments and watching detach stuff. and yeah. watching yeah. sitcoms, watching, right? watching stuff. <laughs> oh, I was also, I, Abbott Elementary is also one of my favorites. Oh, yes. Mm, I love that show, I too. That, I watched that, honestly, when I, like, need to, co- I was like, oh, it's so, it's, it's so, funny. so, so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yes. And, like, the students, like, on that show are right? just so cute. And I just, it makes me feel so much better. <laughs> it does. That one's a good one. Yeah, that, that, but I think that, other, co- yeah, I think mm-hmm. watching stuff, cooking, mm-hmm. I've definitely gotten mm-hmm. into a lot yeah, you're more. You're a chef. You're a chef Um, And I think that's been a great way to kind of remind myself of home yes, um, like yes. I cook a lot of um, more cooked a lot more Peruvian food like oh. meals as opposed to Puerto Rican mm-hmm. ones mm-hmm. Like, my mom doesn't listen to this <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I think it's a great way to just connect with myself and also share with others too yes. like sometimes I've like I have a few friends sometimes like do you want leftovers yeah. <laughs> so it's like a nice way to I feel like connection yes. and like strengthen community that is totally. um, yeah I say that um, I'm also trying to do a bit more like creative art stuff, mm-hmm. like crocheting. I think I feel like mm-hmm. that's a thing everyone picks up after college, but something I'm like slowly <laughs> yeah, working slowly. up, like a patchwork cardigan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe it'll be done by next winter. Right, right. This, so we'll see. <laughs> Put the Good Life Center logo on it. Yes, 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 right? yeah. So you can um, have a crochet yeah, uh, thing but, at the Good Life yeah, Center. I, I found I like I the Good Life Center. I think we've also we're trying to do more like arts and wellness stuff. Yeah. We're doing an expressive arts yeah. workshop oh, um, this great. fall. Um, but I was like also like let me tap into my own creative yes, like yes. stuff because I find it's also so like nice and relaxing. Like right. I like listening to an audiobook and like painting and stuff. Oh, Just been great. like slowly putting up canvases on my yeah. walls, interior decorating. <laughs> Nice. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been nice to tap into that side right. that I feel like I haven't really tapped into lately. So yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, that going back to the photography thing, that's probably one of the reasons why yeah. I, you know, I, I I was doing it more for the the you know the pleasure or the um you know just I, it, it sounds strange, but I would detach from other things mm-hmm. just to focus on photography. But once it started becoming, uh, it started feeling like like a job. Yeah. yeah. I, that's when yeah. I said, you know, yeah. I'm going to take a step back a little bit because I don't want it to feel like, yeah. oh, it's a, another, you know, thing I have to do or a task. And it, and then anytime I feel anxiety or pressure, then, then that's when I'm like, okay, I don't like it. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I like it, but not for, not in this, uh, realm or not, yeah. you know, yeah. not for, uh, for money or, you yeah. know, things like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's great to hear. Um, so and and Corinne, what what about you? What do you do to kind of, you know, detach or or focus on your uh, uh, wellness? Yeah, um, probably eleven months ago, I would have said something different. I really? just had a daughter, and she's eleven oh, months. So yes, right yes. now, it is being really present with her, and like you know, she's starting to walk, and so my wife and I are just chasing her all the time. <laughs> um, so I would say right now that is my main, and it's actually really lovely when you come home. It's like. You know, yeah, she's just there and she's like, she loves us Mm -hmm. and then she doesn't want us, but then she does. So (laughs) I would say right now that is the best Mm -hmm. surprise that I wasn't expecting. Um, And I try to still, you know, when she goes to bed and when I have some free time, I am really interested in like interior design. I I think in another life I probably would have done that, but I get to do it with the Good Life Center, which is great. So designing those spaces. But um, even this weekend, I was thinking about like little projects around the house, Mm. like getting some wallpaper to do something, thinking about paint colors um so that is how i get my creativity out as well i used Mm -hmm. to paint you know before baby um but right now it's like let's just do some home stuff so um i would say like painting has been something previously um Mm -hmm. 
But for me, like I'm so excited for the, you know, the December break that we all get for a week while baby is in daycare (laughs) and I get to do some projects. So Uh I have those laid out. Um, I also really like taking pictures as well. That's something um, that actually was something that I got into in college when I got injured when um, I wasn't able to play. I was like, wow, I like need hobbies in my life. It can't just be basketball, (laughs) which was actually the most healthy thing for me. And I say that to a lot of athletes I work with. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got really into photography in college college um and you know have stayed with it right now my camera roll is just like my daughter but yeah, I will yeah. I will have like a few <laughs> landscapes in there yeah, yeah. um but it's definitely something I enjoy doing that helps awesome. me kind of have a balance with yeah. all of that and I meditate when I can I will mm-hmm. say I mm-hmm. used to be better about it but um I'm finding like if I can start my day doing even if it's like two minutes of breathing before mm-hmm. you know the baby gets up or you know before the day starts mm-hmm. I find that those days feel a little bit more centered for me yeah. so yeah. um I try to fit it in where I can you right. know we all got to do that yes. <laughs> yes it's so true like I you know uh I, so my son and my younger son's 10 but um yeah I as crazy as it sounds, I used to get up super early yeah. just so I could have 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, I just wanted 30 minutes. <laughs> no, you know, coffee, yeah. you know, yep. <laughs> and literally, quiet. Slow down. Quiet. <laughs> you know, I may look at some emails, yeah. but, yeah. but yeah, I really, if I didn't have that time in the morning, the whole day just kind of was yeah. like, it literally felt bumpy because yeah. I, I just didn't have time to just kind of zone in on yeah. myself. Um, Morning routines are so underrated. Our yeah. students, I even say that to them. They're like, I get up and just like go to class. Just I'm go. Like, yeah, I never understood that. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, anything I can do to, I think everyone on our team feels that way too, of like yeah. that coffee and quiet in the morning. Yes. It should, it's like prescribed. We tell everybody to do it. But so, oh. you start your day off on a better note. I yeah, think. you really do. And even in, in the evening, it's like I need that yeah. wind down time. Like you said, yeah. after, especially with a baby, it's like, <laughs> whoa. You know, like when, when my kids were younger, it was like they're in bed. Yeah, <laughs> finally, you know, and, and then you're tiptoeing around, you know, yeah. the whole routine, <laughs> yes. like, yes, don't move, you know, yeah. you're frozen. And um, yeah, but it but it is important. And, yeah. and you know, we forget sometimes because you get into this cycle. Yeah. And, and sometimes yeah. I, I have to remind myself just to kind of like, OK, you know, tone it down a little bit or take yeah. take a moment or even, you know, I, I've used to have a, and I still do. I, I have an issue with saying no. Yeah. yeah. You know, to if I know I can do it, yeah. if it's something I know I can do, mm-hmm. but I just don't have the room on my plate and that's so hard. It's so yeah. hard for me to say no. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's still a challenge for me. I'm, I'm still, you know, I, I juggle it a little bit, but I, I've, I'm slowly getting better, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, and I'm curious, do you run into students who, who sort of have that same issue? Like they just want to be involved in everything and they, they're just not taking time for themselves. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm guilty of it, too, as a student, right? I think, Mm -hmm. like, especially at Yale, I feel like you, like, you're like, I'm a college student. I want to do everything, Everything. right? Yeah. And, like, and you also, like, want to pursue interests, right, that you might not have been able to explore in high Mm -hmm. school. So then Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, let me do this, that, (laughs) and that. Like, I always think about the extracurricular fair, which is, like, so many student orgs, and everyone's like, do this, do that. And, like, you're like... I'm just the first year. Like they're, they, they have experience. I have to say yes. Like it seems right. like they're doing all right. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely a thing that mm-hmm. has. So I think it's nice to have like us be kind of like yeah. a reminder, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like set time for yourself, right. right? How can you focus on like helping others or mm-hmm. like 
doing things for others mm -hmm. um, through extracurriculars or whatever if you don't focus on yeah. yourself. Yeah, it's so true. I think too, like we often try to help them come back to their values of like what is what is the driving force behind doing this? I think we often find that students are like, well, I need this to be able to get a job after college. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, that's important. Mm -hmm. And we, we I find with all the students I work with that the things that are connected so closely to their values that they want to do are the things that they want to make time for, right? And so sometimes it's a little bit of that like values discernment that we do with them. Sometimes it's a little bit of like where, what can you actually do knowing that like part of graduating is like going to your classes and like having energy to do that and yeah. getting your homework done and like making connections. And so I think we try to pull it back a little bit, but mm -hmm. I think even all of us are yeah. really like the victim of saying right. yes to everything. Yeah. You want to do everything, be everything. And I think um, no, I always say no is the nicest thing you can do to somebody yes. because it helps you a like make time for something that you care about and right. b be fully there when you're doing it exactly yeah it's so important and I, and I find that you know if i if you say yes to everything then you're really not uh you can only divide yourself so much you yeah. know like uh, if you're giving 10 percent here and 10 percent yeah. there and, and then it becomes like well are you truly getting that full 100 percent of me or are you just getting a fraction <laughs> and and i really I, I try to be mindful of that because then if I'm not effective at whatever it is that I'm doing, even if I think it's something that I can just do easily, yeah. but if I'm not truly being effective, then it means I, I really need to say no because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have the room yeah. on the plate. Um, so yeah, I can't believe we're all, we're already uh, close <laughs> to our hour, but I'm wondering, um, you know, if we could shift a little bit uh, again, like the, re the, 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 original reason <laughs> uh, behind the podcast was to highlight staff and all of the things that we do to contribute to Yale College, but also like any uh, outside projects that you may be working on that, that uh, you'd like to share with us. So I'm curious if, if there are, you know, special projects or interests that um, are, are not necessarily Yale related, but that you'd like to share with the, with the uh, listeners. Hmm. You can go first. Yeah, I was going to say, right now my major practice is keeping my 11-month-old alive. Um, I think a few years ago I would have had a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, I think some things that I'm still, although I meet with all students now and kind of do all this, I'm still like the athlete world is still something oh, yeah. that I feel like I still have my kind of foot in. Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm the co-chair of the um, College Sports Committee for the National Alliance of Social Workers oh, in Sport. Wow. And so I think during the pandemic we were all really underwater doing things. But yeah. that's something that I still kind of have my foot in of mm -hmm. just – you know, talking to my colleagues at other places, seeing kind of what's going on in the athlete world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes I will do, you know, drop in workshops with teams. It doesn't happen as much right now because, mm -hmm. again, I'm wrangling that 11-month-old yeah, yeah. maybe in a <laughs> exactly. few years. Yep. Um, but I think that's a really important part of me as well as a person mm -hmm. of making sure that, you know, my roots have been in athletics and that's a population I care so much about mm -hmm. just given, you know, all the things that athletes go through mm -hmm. and, you know, the stigma that's so real for them. So right. I try to keep my foot in that door. It's yeah. not as great as it used to be, but um, that's something that I'm still interested in, whether it's just communicating with folks yeah. or like doing projects together. But yeah. um, again, right now, just keeping yeah. that baby yeah. alive. Right. <laughs> yes, I get it. Like what's, yeah, children, they, 
they just suck the life out of you. Yeah. <laughs> right? They really, they really they do. do. <laughs> you know, and I, I, like I said, I have a 20-year-old and a 10-year-old, yeah. and I'm just like, man, yeah. what? Yeah. What I think and you don't want to yeah. miss it, too. I think I, I find right now, like, this year has been a really big year for me, like, yeah. like realigning my values, where before I would, like, work, work, yes. work, work, and, yes. you know, I'm in this new role, and I'm trying to make my boundaries. Right. Because, again, like, as someone who's director of two programs, like, if I'm doing things at, like, 9 p.m., exactly. right, like, that doesn't send the message. So, right. again, it's top down. So yes. for me, like when five o'clock happens, I try yes. to be really good about signing off, yep. you know, whether that's, you know, I'm wrangling the baby at the same time. But right. for me, this year has been where I think years past mm-hmm. to that point earlier, I would have been like, yeah. yeah, these 10 projects and I'm doing this talk yes. and this where now I'm like, <laughs> it's actually OK to say no. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that either. Of right. like right now, that's my focus. Mm-hmm. So I'm happily saying it's just life. Yeah. Outside of work right and now. that's great. And, you know, and, and it's important because, you know, I think. For, for parents, yeah. sometimes there's that uh, sort of weird guilt. Guilt, yes. Like, I, you know, I'm I'm raising this uh, human being. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, it's pretty important. Yeah. And and sometimes you know work has has to come second. Yeah. In, in certain moments, you know, and and having that uh, uh, being comfortable enough to to say, you know, for example, I'll give you a, a perfect example. Um, scheduling the, you know, studio time. Yeah. Right. Um, some of the, uh, folks involved who work the magic behind the scenes, uh, set a boundary. Yeah. Because it's like, look, I, I have these other things going on with, yeah. with, uh, uh, you know, childcare or, yeah. um, you know, my duties as a parent, you know, and, yeah. and, and I have to address them. So we have to work the scheduling around that. And I and I'm told, you know, I, I understand that because it's like, yeah, you have to yeah. focus on that kind of thing and and uh, be there for your child, uh, you know, and yeah. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but at the same time, our our um, environment has to be uh, receptive to that totally. and, and understanding and totally. Um, and, but it's so true because that even for me, um coming to Yale and having that uh, work-life balance and, yeah. and the ability to, to say, look, I, I have duties as a parent, um, the stress level, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, whew, yeah. okay. Yeah. Know, because then you're really getting the best of me, you know, once I can make sure that my child is, you know, cared for yeah. and all of the things are revolved around that. And then yeah. I can truly do my job, you yeah. know, and do it well. So, so it's so important. So, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's <laughs> I'm happy big, to yeah. say that. Yeah. It's a big project yeah. raising a human. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think on our staff too, we, I say to everybody like, how old the babies you want if you want to take the time that you need, use your vacation. Yes. Because I think yes. particularly in this field, like it's really easy to get burnt out. And it so is. like, yeah, I have my own guilt as a parent when mm-hmm. I can't do things or when I have to take a sick day because, you know, mm-hmm. my little one's home with me. But I would say like our staff, it's just been incredible that everyone's like, yeah, take the time. Right. I'm going to take a mental yeah. health day. Yes. And it's like, like, yeah, we're fortunate because we work in this field. And also, right. like, I don't think I've been in other places where it's been as okay. And yeah. I think that's part of it. it yeah, right? absolutely. It's yeah. like we have to remind ourselves, too, sometimes. <laughs> I say to Vanessa, I'm like, are you taking a vacation yeah. day someday <laughs> exactly. soon? When is your vacation happening? Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's important for all of us because yeah. this work is wonderful and it can be really challenging. Yes, yes. I can imagine. 
Um, so yeah, do you, do you want to share too? <laughs> My current project is not fun. Um, I'm planning to apply to medical school in the future, oh, wow. so I'm currently studying for the MCAT, oh, wow. <laughs> which is a grueling long exam. Yes. So I have to start studying for that. Well, I've been mm. studying like slowly but surely. Mm. Um, so I feel like that's been occupying most of my time. Yeah. Um, but I actually this past weekend, because I've been running um, more frequently now mm. and um, had a few friends who ran the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe that's my next project. Oh my God. Yeah. So we yeah. will be there supporting yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> so I think I was like, maybe I'll start smaller. Let's uh-huh. do a half marathon yeah. and right, see right. if I can reach that. Um, that's awesome. So I think that's going to be a fun project to like kind of on the side, just running, yeah. not right. doing it like super Stringently, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we'll see after the MCAT, see if, yeah. if uh, that's something in my future. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. But yeah, 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 best wishes to you <laughs> Thank on you. that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even going back to the running, I so it's when I talked about the whole sleep thing yeah. and and the the domino effect, um, you know, I had I had my younger son and I like you know, ballooned (laughs) during that time. And, you know, the lack of sleep, it was just a cycle. It was like affecting my health. Uh, And then once we figured all of that stuff out and then I started going to the gym and I got, you know, worked with a trainer, um, things that I never intended to do, right? But uh, my trainer wanted me to do a 5K and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't... (laughs) Did it in high school. Don't don't want to do it again. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, But but yeah. So I I did it. And it was funny because the the first one, um, long story short, I my my, uh, dad had passed away that year. And, uh, you know, I was like, this is this is for my dad. And, um, you know, it was hard. You know, it was hard. but the exhilaration of, of finishing, yeah. you know, uh, w- was amazing. And then I kind of, I said, you know, I think I'll do another one it's that, like that same year. Yeah. yeah. You get like, wow, oh this feels God. so good. And I was like, I think I can do this, you know, because she's like, what I'm are like, you never, saying? Never, ever. <laughs> right. Because I never thought I'd return to running ever yeah. after high, because I had shin splints and all yeah, that stuff. Like and injuries, I was, like, yeah, so I was kind of nervous yeah. about doing it, but, um, yeah. And then I did the second one and, and it was funny because it, as I was doing it, you know, and I, I, I didn't train, but you know, I, I prepared and everything. Um, I was like, I could do this, you know, <laughs> and it felt pretty good, you know, run and then, you know, coming through the finish line. So, so yeah, you got, you have to share with, with the yeah, staff when you do this. I think I'm going to commit to it too. Cause like, well, you said it on the podcast. Well, I said it, I know so, you like, said it. So actual I'm going to be looking you for it. To. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. So now. yeah. So I, yeah, I was telling my friends, like, you should do it. So now here's the it, physical. Awesome. Yeah, She's committing to it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Please keep us posted because <laughs> I, I, I can't even, t- it did so much, um, for, for me, like the just mental, uh, wellness like yeah. it, it really uh, I don't know it, at the time it just transformed me because yeah. you know as you know you know when, when women have a uh, postpartum yeah and you know again even that for someone to to even say that yeah. that might yeah. have been an issue had a stigma There's stigma around it yeah. and it's like no but it happens more yeah. frequently than than you realize yeah. like I you know and I'll be honest I didn't even know yeah what it was yeah. I just figured oh I'm sleepy I have a baby yeah yeah you know I have work and you have all these things uh going on and you but again you don't realize that cycle that yeah your lack of sleep and all these things that are happening and yeah and then you know uh movement exercise yeah. it, it really 
has an amazing effect on just the whole the whole thing. So, um, yeah, I can't say that enough. Yeah. And, and I know that we're over our time, but I wanted to talk about a little more. I, w- I wanted to hear uh, a, a bit more from you in terms of, you know, we know that you help students, right? But um, do you see areas where, like you said, you mentioned um, kind of creating a safe space for, for your staff to say, yeah, you need time. You have to take time to uh, focus on yourself or just take a day off. Like sometimes I'm like, I just take days off to veg. Yeah, you should. <laughs> if I just want to sit on the couch yeah. with the remote and that's it <laughs> for the day. Um, so so I'm curious, uh, where do you see some maybe some opportunities for things to change in terms of staff and, and how we address our uh, uh, wellness and, and mental health? Um, how, are there things that you think could maybe change slightly in terms of how it's addressed, whether it's in your, you know, department or, you know, the university as a whole? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I mean, I know this is like maybe we're speaking into an existence, but I think it would be great if we actually had days that were called our mental health yeah. days. I know right now we have flex days and that, right. that that's really great. And I yeah, like that yeah. to be used that way. But <laughs> right. um, I think sometimes, I mean, on our team, we talk about that all the time. I'll give a shout out to Ricky on our team. He's yes. so great about all of us making sure we take time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's great on the team about mm-hmm. doing that. But um, I think just the way that it's happened with us organically is to just use those days as our mental health days and Mm -hmm. saying to each other like hey you've been working a lot you've been Mm -hmm. doing sometimes we have night programming you're doing a lot right now Um, on our team too um, this has been something we've done from the beginning but because we are so student facing we have things at night we do flex our time during the day to account for it and Mm -hmm. we hold each other accountable right I think (laughs) um, part of that is just we're all in the mental health field we see how important it is but um, you know I would say too like even my bosses are so great about like just making sure that we're taking the time that we need when we do but Mm -hmm. I would love if those days would switch or maybe it was like one day was specifically a mental health day Mm -hmm. Um, but then I think though it brings up of like do people feel comfortable actually putting that in and so I think it's like a top down around like having conversations around why this is important and Mm -hmm. normalizing it I think Mm -hmm. can be really beneficial Um, because I think too right like we're we're the ones who are supporting students and Mm -hmm. if there's such a stigma for us in the workplace right Right. I think that there's there's some work to be done there as well so you know, Absolutely. my wife's in human resources, so I always tell her that <laughs> she does something different in there. Yes, um, yes. But, you know, I think first step would maybe be doing a little bit more of like normalizing taking mm-hmm. a mental health day and providing those possibly. Mm-hmm. Right. But I get yeah. there are lots of other things that go into it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, and it's so important to not feel like things are going to fall apart just because you took a day off yeah. and, and it's not right. It, you know, I and I'm. I, I truly feel like it's not right to feel that you can't take a day off without an email or a phone call yeah. coming through yeah. because there's this urgent thing that yeah. has to happen. And and it's a shame that in some cases that's how things operate right now. But, yeah, I would love to see a, a, a time where, you know, literally if it's not a, uh, you know, a life or death situation that you can take the time (laughs) and no one's going to bother you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like we normalize on our team of like, when we go into our busy times of the year, we normalize like, 
plan some days after it, right? Mm, like plan yes. some days off, like coping ahead. Right. Like I know, you know, I even yeah. say that to staff of like, if you know you have a hard season of your life coming up or you know that like the holidays can be triggering yes. for you or, you know, all those things like planning ahead and taking a little extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always like, take all your days, like use your vacation. Yes. Like there should be no rollover in July, like when right. that happens. So um, we talk a right. lot about that, like planning ahead and giving yeah. I think structure and permission, too, to be able to do it, I think, is important. It really is. Yeah. It really is. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, Vanessa, what do you what do you think, like, in terms of, uh, you know, things that you see that staff really need? Um, I mean, I just was going to shout out to Corinne, honestly. <laughs> like the, um, awesome. I was like, this is, like, my first job really mm-hmm. out post-school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, feeling like I can check in, like, and actually, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I don't have to like strut like yeah. she's like, oh, wait, how are you actually doing? I was like, right. oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Thank nice. you for asking. Yes. Um, Do you like, need an so IT? Nice. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, that's a joke. I promise. <laughs> Come totally on over. Yeah. <laughs> totally a joke. My supervisor's awesome. So. <laughs> that's great. But that's having great. that and like being like with YC32, because I like we're just we're the only yeah. staff for the Good Life Center. Yeah. Um, Vanessa and I are um, in it. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, it's nice to awesome. connect with like other like like collaborators and partners, yeah, right? Yeah. And like still feel like very much a part of that team yes. and like yeah. community. That's great. Uh, so I think just having that like support system and like making it feel very inclusive, I think mm-hmm. is just so important because like you were talking about like the lone like feeling of loneliness right. and stuff that other staff m- members might be feeling. So just mm-hmm. finding the time and like mm-hmm. carving that mm-hmm. intentional time to actually build community yes, and like yes. feeling like of connection. Because yeah. I also feel like that just boost like your want to like yeah your morale and like want to like be productive and like work and like help others um absolutely so i think yeah that's unfortunate so shout out to (laughs) well i think too like one other thing i'll add is that like we make time during like work to once a month we get lunch all together because we have offices all over we Mm -hmm. see each other a lot via zoom but we really make sure that we plan things like we are having like what are we calling it like our snowflake party or something like we're doing like i think it's really i think it's really important i know that sounds like pretty fundamental of like getting together but i always find that like we all do our best work when we can make relationships with each other Mm -hmm. i like really a lot of the way that i kind of operate is on this idea of radical candor around like Mm -hmm. you have to be able to care deeply for people to be able to i mean this model is like challenging but really like work with people and i think that like i don't i mean work's really important but like if you have something going on in your life it's really Mm -hmm. important for you to take that time Mm -hmm. and that happens because i think we've done a really good job as a team of like building those connections with Mm -hmm. another we're like Mm -hmm. we're not just the person who's a clinician or wellness specialist or you know x y and z but um i think that's really important of like really getting to know people and if Mm -hmm. you're saying to someone like how are you doing like i'm good yes saying like okay like maybe maybe you don't pry but maybe you say like how are you actually doing like how's that thing we talked about i think Mm -hmm. just you know people just want to be heard and feel connected so i think that's like a lot of what we do together in this work yeah that is so awesome because and it's interesting that you brought that up because that topic came up um uh, in uh, a leadership program I went through this past year, Emerge at Yale, uh, which is also part of the uh, Belonging at Yale initiative. And um, part of that was just having uh, uh, that safety zone or psychological yeah. safety to to yeah. be able to um, say how you're really doing. And, and yeah. so one of the um, 
presenters uh, during the program mentioned, you know, how are you doing? And and I could never. This was actually David Caruso. Oh. Uh, so shout out to David Caruso. Uh, He's great. <laughs> uh, you know, when I'd see him, you know, if I saw him in passing, yeah. oh, how are you? I usually say, how are you to everyone? Yeah. And he's like, but how are you really doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at first, I'm, I was like, what do you mean, David? <laughs> You're like, is something going on? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, and then we go into, but it, it would actually turn into a great conversation. And, and um, yeah, and then you kind of leave that conversation feeling like, wow, someone actually heard how, how I'm truly feeling. Yeah. Um, so, so that's wonderful. Um, and so last, lastly, I, I wanted to um, kind of wrap up. I realize we're going over time a little bit, but, um, you know, I wanted to find out if you have maybe any key takeaways uh, after our discussion today that you'd like to share with our, our listeners, um, in, whether it's regarding, you know, promoting wellness or, or even our, our DEIB initiatives um, or just things that, you know, in your personal lives that, that you want to share that, you um, you know, you'd like to provide as sort of advice uh, uh, after today? Um, I would probably say two things. I think I would, my first thing would be like, it's okay to say no, I think would be what I would say. Mm -hmm. um, that is for our students, that is for our staff, that it is okay. We don't need to say yes to everything mm -hmm. to, you know, like it's really important for us to like check in on our values and see what feels relevant to us, what we want to do. I think that's so important. So mm -hmm. if anything you leave today is, you know, you can say no. Right. Um, I'd also say too, I think it's really important, like even these conversations, I think it's so wonderful, a podcast like this exists because I think you know getting to know people is a really important part of like working and being yeah. a human and those connections yeah. um, everyone has a unique story and I think it's even this like listening yes. like I knew Vanessa really well but like <laughs> just listening about some of these things I think are really yeah. helpful so um, I would say like the more spaces that we can create for folks to be able to share more about themselves and how mm -hmm. they got into this work I think humanizes it makes the work better makes us have better connections so I just want to say thank you to you for oh, creating a space you. to do this yeah. you're so warm and welcoming and we were nervous to do this oh, but yeah. yeah i thought this was really yeah, was you know fun. you've created such a warm space so it makes awesome. total sense that you're doing this so thanks for having us thank you. My yeah pleasure. awesome thank you perfectly nailed i'd say honestly like i think especially everything like i feel like this world sometimes feels like it's on fire currently yes, yes. so just trying to remind myself to like and remind others like just take the time, mm -hmm. honestly. Like the morning, I yeah. spent because yeah. the sun rose early. Yeah, sometimes for myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like just trying to remind myself, like there, it's okay if I like, you know, step down a bit and just yeah. like actually like focus and prioritize myself and how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I constantly, I know I learned this a few years ago of like uh, kind of like the airplane, like you should yes. put the the mask on yourself exactly. first before putting it on others. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's something that I, I try to remind myself frequently, especially yeah. um, now I feel like, especially now, um, mm -hmm. And now, especially with as the, the sun starts setting yes, earlier, yes, yes. Yes, so it really that's does. the thing. That me yeah, off. so I'm yeah. gonna try to be more mindful of like still maintaining my connections and mm -hmm. friendships, like that I truly value. I think, and right. I think that's a good reminder to do that for others as well. I know yes. um, it could be a lonely time of the year as well as we approach the holidays. So just yeah. trying to focus on yourself, I think, is so important, and yes. like realizing, like, hey, what do you want? You know, to prior what's like one good thing that you're going to do for yourself today? Right. Yes. So. And that's so important. And I love that. Like one, just even if it's just one, you know, a few thing. minutes. Yeah. yeah. One good pour thing. Pour in that cup of coffee. coffee. The coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> we need to get coffee. I get, <laughs> I get a little. You know, I'm not 
fancy, but there are little things I buy at home that I'm like, this is for mom. Yeah. This is mine. This is just <laughs> you <know>? mine. Yep. <laughs> no one touch it. It's, mom. it's mom's coffee syrup. And I really need it. You, you know, need that. you deserve that. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's, it's so true. Like just one little thing that you can do for yourself. And, and, and it's amazing that we forget, you know, we forget to even think of that, you know, yeah. small items. So, so that's awesome. And I appreciate you both wrapping it up. Um, into a nice little package for me. Um, so, so I just, I just want to express my gratitude to, to both of you for uh, uh, joining me on the podcast today. And I, I was really excited about today's episode because um, wellness is so, it's just so important with, with everything that's going on uh, in, in our personal lives, in the world and, and um, you know, taking that time out for yourself, like you said, um, so I'm really thankful for, you know, sharing some time with you this morning and, and um, hearing more about the, the Good Life Center and your work with YC3. That, that's also awesome because I, I think uh, it really ties into all of our initiatives and, and it's really important. Um, so I, I just really enjoyed uh, recording with yeah. you today. This was awesome. <laughs> um, you know, and, and just seeing your passion behind uh, the scenes, you know, I, um, even though when I first read about the the Good Life Center and YC3, uh, you know, I could read about your work, but it's it's different when you talked, you know, talk to the people who are doing this work and seeing your faces light up, yeah. uh, you know, when you talk about helping people. And, uh, you know, I, I just truly think it's amazing because, like I said, it, it that one impact you make on someone can be a lifelong impact. And to me, that's amazing to think, uh, you know, it's, it sounds kind of corny, but when I, yeah. when I do photography, I'm always thinking, oh, I'm taking this picture today, but this could be their picture in their homes, you know, for, for years and years. years. And years. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that little tiny, you know, piece of uh, whatever I contributed carrying on. So I think the same thing for you all. It's, it's that tiny piece that, that you pass on, um, which is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, thank you again for for everything, and I you know thank you for your support and coming today. Uh, of course, I have to plug the podcast. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> yes plug it. So uh, yeah, you can find us on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. So just look for Yale College Voices. Um, our Instagram is Yale College Voices. You can find us on there. We we uh, I have a little social media team of of students who post uh, little clips from our conversation. So. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll uh, post this episode in the coming weeks. Um, I'm hoping before the, the winter break. So, so look out for that. And I don't know if you want to mention the Good Life Center website or, or any other resources. Yale.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all students get our newsletter every Monday. You nice. don't have to subscribe. So they all get that it info. It came out 32 minutes ago. Oh, so. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Hey, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you both again. It was it was a pleasure. It felt yeah. like part of you know some some wellness today yeah. because it was just nice to chit chat. So <laughs> thank you again. Our one good thing. Awesome, awesome. So thank you, and I'm gonna end here. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Thank you, Rhett. <laughs> we did it. Yay.